No, it's, it's not like Rogan, but like it's, it, yes, it is a podcast, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. A creative block deserves its own episode, its own conversation. It's touched on here, but so is being sad, unmotivated, getting nostalgic about time periods I never lived in, and buying a plant. Enjoy. I haven't been feeling all that good recently. Uh, sad is such a three-letter word. And I say that as pompously as I possibly can because surely my emotional complex requires words with two, three, maybe even four syllables. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am human, aren't I? I drink almond milk instead of 2%. That has to count for something. So maybe I, so maybe it is being sad. Maybe it is sadness, but I, I've been feeling a bit of creative block as well. And it's not that these things don't happen, but I'll have my own way of handling them. I, stuck on something, so I'll journal about it. And, and when I do it, I'll type extra loud, hoping to trick myself into thinking I'm typing something important. Or maybe I'll imagine that I'm writing code on a time cruncher or hacking some sort of pushover firewall in order to wire money into an offshore account. The point is, vomiting onto my laptop, it helps, I, I, I found. But I'm feeling unmotivated to do that, unmotivated to diary, to write, to podcast. And I try to not get hard on myself. I'll look at my plants when I feel like this, and I do my best to consider and remind that growth happens slowly. This is all part of the process. Not everything is tall, green, and beautiful. There's blemishes, bruises, wear and tear too. Still, that combination of sad, creative block, feeling unmotivated, it's not a good combination. Like um, like over easy eggs and chocolate syrup, or someone with poor table manners and a white shirt slurping spaghetti, napkinless. People will tell you, and, and people who go most of the day without a shirt will yell at you that exercise is so important for this. And I think they're right. I stand by that next to orgasm, a complete sneeze, and a warm back scratch, a good sweat is one of life's greatest feelings. So I've been doing some bicep curls and sit-ups, just a little though, for, for whatever reason, it's not actually that in-depth, and that's not from a lack of resources. I have access to the internet. Surely someone sponsored by Gymshark is conducting Zoom weightlifting sessions. Or I could just run, which I do. The air quality was poor, but it's better now. But to be completely honest, my left hammy, it feels strained. I was shadow boxing before taking a shower recently, which I often do. And I threw a front kick to an imaginary opponent, and I think I overextended, which happens. But when asked by a family friend of if I've been running, I told them no because I strained my hammy. But I told them I tweaked it while running. There was something about me saying that I was practicing karate alone in my room that sounded catastrophically demoralizing coming out of my 25-year-old mouth. Sometimes when I feel like this, I'll listen to Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, and Eartha Kitt and lay down on my bed until I get nostalgic about a time period that I didn't live in. But for this long-lasting episode, I just decided to go buy a plant. It's not as impulsive as it sounds. I think similar to new parents sending their child to the arcade in a red robin with a couple of quarters than thinking, I want another. I, I've been waiting to get another plant too. When it was going to happen, I wasn't sure. If for those new parents, maybe they didn't know, but a bottle of Kendall Jackson may have had other plans. For me, it was a load of unemployment checks that said, treat yourself, big guy. 
And so I did. I picked a place far enough away and, and on the coast where I could meander there while listening to slowed Brent Fias edits. A place named after two inanimate objects, words broken up by the and symbol in the middle. Immediately, it was clear that God had lived here. Maybe not a permanent residence, a, a timeshare, or a, a rented-out Airbnb, but this was a place where he created everything I love. The entire space was so carefully curated, I, I wondered what Tumblr account he hired as a consultant to design it. If not a Tumblr account, then surely one of the influencers I follow who doesn't shy away from the star and cosmic emojis. You'd think it was carved out of a block of limestone, like you would a nativity scene in a block of soap. I know nothing about home restoration, but if there were support beams at all, I couldn't tell you. Ventilation system, I couldn't see anything. But then again, when you're that close to the ocean, it goes without saying that an offshore breeze will handle interior climate control. The store seemed to have this underlying theme where, yes, you are there to buy plants, but you're also to check yourself out while doing so. There were enough mirrors for a holistic family of seven to pose with, and, and all were touched up with gold and platinum accents. I figured it was next to the rather soothing barrage of rubber plants where God may have opened up his holy version of Adobe Illustrator to craft Idris Ilba and Lucy Liu. Chicken Parmesan and people who refer to me as boss had to have been brought to life next to the geometric prints on what looked like dehydrated tobacco leaves. And it was underneath a set of air plants hanging by what looked like hemp twine that God decided the buzz cut and five o'clock shadow look was a thing. The focal point of the store was an elephant ear that could have sat as collateral for a soapbox-sized apartment in Manhattan. It was huge. A toddler, maybe even a third grader, could have caught shade under it. Sometimes it can be overwhelming walking through these types of stores with, with so many options of so many different yet similar things. The elephant ear came in alone and for that reason I chose to stand by it for a second before moving on. I've teased the idea of owning a dog, which might surprise some people. It's in an alternate universe. The dog would be cute and named Chester. He'd be a companion, but also a conversation starter for the 28-year-old bachelor that I'd be. Chester and I would go to the park by our apartment complex, one of artificial turf. Anyone would be allowed to pet him, and, and that's where I would meet the love of my life. In this particular universe, it's that simple. Chester, of course, would be a street dog and one that I would rescue from a dog catcher. His coat would be muddled with dirt and feces, but after I bathe him and feed him dog chow high in antioxidants, his hair would return to the originally assumed smokescreen gray. I say that Chester was a rescue because how I'd be able to pick him up from an adoption center, I have no idea. It takes me three minutes to decide my feelings at Chipotle, and none of those options have floppy ears. It's this character flaw alone that makes picking out a plant that much more difficult. There's so many different kinds, and of those different kinds, different variations in tones, different amounts of leaves, and, and sometimes the soil dries on the outside of a plastic pot. And That's not a big deal, but it only makes the decision that much harder. Had the store been opened until 10 p.m. with bathroom access, I know I'd be there until closing, but they were shutting things down at 6, and the sweet tea I'd put away an hour prior was streamlining through my system. It had to be a collaborative effort. I went to the front to consult an employee. I was greeted by a woman with blonde hair that went up in a bun showed brown roots. In the same way that a therapist hangs their doctorate degree above the desk that they make out prescriptions for antidepressants, this woman had a fern tattooed on her right forearm. She knows what she's talking about, I thought to myself.
She was sweet, or at least I think so. Her eyes told me that she finished her sentences with a smile behind her mask, but for what it's worth, my novice questions may have forced her to be condescending. I couldn't blame her when having to explain to people that, yes, these plants do in fact need water. I wanted to ask her if she had to define photosynthesis at all in the past week, but chose not to. She took my criteria of a dark green and big-leafed plant and then directed me towards the Monstera deliciosa. There was only one left. It had marks on it from what I was told was a result of high mineral content in the water. Each of its leaves sported their own degree of concavity, but she made it a point to say that each will change form as they grow, that the leaves will look quite different from what they once were, but that comes with water, light, and time. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.